0: Johnson Wax Program with Bibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Bibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Bill Leslie, music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. You all know, times, certainly changed. Do you remember how our grandmothers tried to keep linoleum floors clean by continually scrubbing them? And how they used to litter the floor with newspapers while it was drying? It was an awful mess. And what did that scrubbing accomplish, anyway? It was hard work. It never protected the linoleum. In fact, in time, cracks appeared. The linoleum split and had to be renewed. But that was before the days of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. You'll never have a floor problem again once you start protecting your kitchen floors with this easy-to-use wax floor polish. Glowcoat needs no rubbing or buffing. It's self-polishing. It dries in 20 minutes, leaving your floors sparkling with beauty and thoroughly wax protected against scratches, dirt, and wear. It's colors clear and fresh. And floors are so easy to keep looking nice with Glowcoat. Try it, won't you? But look, for a really bright shine, be sure to use Johnson's self-polishing Glowcoat. They say that homing pigeons flying over a radio tower get confused and lose their way. Well, that's what they get for being so nosy. The smarter pigeons stay home and listen to the radio in their own little nest. In this case, the nest is at 79 Whistful Vista. And our little feathered friends are... Bibber McGee and Molly! Oh.
1: Boy, this new radio is sure an improvement over our old one, isn't it, Molly?
2: Almost has to be, Mm dearie. All we could get on the old one was static. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then only under favorable conditions.
1: Well, this one's a Lulu, kiddo. Wonderful tone, clear as a bell. Listen to it.
3: Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle
4: all the way. Whoopsie dooksy, soapsie, flakesy, bright and washy day
2: Oh, Let's throw it out and use the old one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: I can get better stuff. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I had Fred
1: Waring this morning in a 76 Pennsylvanian. He has
2: 67, dearie. Well, it
1: sounds like 76 on this radio. <laughs> now, let
2: me
1: see. I think W.G.R. And so I... ends another thrilling chapter of Astor Marblehead's
5: Dilemma. Will Esther Mary Clint, Doppelwhite, the bubblegum salesman? Or will she go back to running a badger game with her schoolgirl sweetheart, Black
2: Label Barton? That's an interesting program if you don't take it too seriously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
1: Everybody in it has so much grief, it makes my life look pretty rosy. Once I might...
5: You'll be again tomorrow at the same time for another juicy hunt of Wife in the Raw. Brought to you by a sponsor who naturally prefers to remain anonymous. <laughs> Your announcer is Mushmouth Bibwell, <laughs> who was born in
2: 1902,
1: so he could be with you at this more convenient time. <laughs> Isn't that a swell tone, Molly? Best radio
2: set we ever had. Why do they call them sets, dearie? They're all in one piece. Well,
1: they didn't used to be. My first radio set was two yards of Bakelite with 18 dials, (laughs) three batteries, a morning glory horn, four headphones, and a pair of overshoes.
2: Overshoes? What were they
1: for? So I could run next door in the winter and tell the neighbors I had England on the short (laughs) way.
2: Heavenly days, did you really tune in England?
1: No, I just thought I had them. There was some stuff that looked like tea running out of the radio, but it was only a melted wire. (laughs) Now, let me see. There ought to be a newscast about now. And
6: now for the local news brought to you by Capistrano, the root beer with the swallows that come back. (laughs) Capistrano root beer has that extra tangy goodness which is so good at parties, on picnics, and used in squirt guns against vicious dogs. Come on,
1: come on, come on. Give us the news.
6: And now, news. Greatest manhunt this city has seen in years is being pressed throughout the downtown area this morning in an effort by city, state, and county police to corner the four desperadoes who shot their way out of state prison, leaving a toll of four dead and three wounded.
2: My God, Isn't that terrible?
6: In a running gun battle with city police early today, the gunmen abandoned their getaway car near the railroad yards and are believed to be in hiding on the south side of town.
1: They ought to drag out the phone, throw out the dragon.
6: <laughs> These escaped convicts are desperate killers, and the police department urgently requests that women and children stay off the streets until they're captured.
2: Why should anybody want to capture the women and children? <laughs>
1: he means the desperadoes.
2: Oh. Just imagine four desperate killers loose in Whistful I won't sleep awake tonight in. I wonder if I
1: ought to go down and volunteer my services to the police.
2: My hero.
1: On the other hand, my first duty is to stay here and protect you.
2: My husband.
1: Oh, if I got <laughs> maybe though, if I got out my old shotgun. My goodness. <laughs> Don't go to the door, Molly. Don't answer. It might be them colonels.
2: Well, why should they go around ringing doorbells? This isn't Halloween. Come in. You see, dear, it's only Mr. Wimple.
1: Hello, folks. Hi, Wimple. Hey, you hadn't ought to be out on the street
7: today. Don't you know that? I mean, on account of the way I look? This black eye and all these bruises and everything?
2: Well, now that you think of it, Mr. Wimple, you are sort of banged up, aren't you? Did them desperadoes do
3: it, Wimple?
7: No, Mr. McGee.
3: Squeaky face, He yes.
7: face. That's my big old wife. Yeah, we know, but why'd she do that to you? Well, he was driving along in the car and I was driving, and wee-Face faces in the back seat, and she kept saying, "Wallace, get going. Wallace, slow down. Wallace, look out for that truck. Wallace, be careful." Yeah, and then what? Well, yeah. I finally turned around and said. Any time you get tired, honey, I'll drive a while. (laughs) Next thing I knew, I was in the back of a drugstore drinking ammonia. You'd better be careful,
1: Wimp. There's four killers loose in town. Desperate murderers. They'll bump you off on sight.
7: Are they all men?
3: Why, yes, they are. Well,
7: uh, who's afraid of just men. (laughs)
3: I'm going
7: out in the woods with my bird book, and I'd like to see anybody stop me. With your what, Wimp? My bird book.
2: <laughs>
7: I'm going out and watch birds today.
2: <laughs> Mr. Wimple, is there any real future in bird watching? Uh, what do you expect to get out of it?
7: Well, eventually, I hope to go in business with my brother, Mrs. McGee. He's a storekeeper. Storekeeper, eh? What does he sell? He doesn't sell anything. He keeps
3: stock. Well, <laughs>
1: My gosh! Turn all... the
2: radio on again, McGee. I want to see what's happening.
1: Okay, but I hope they don't call for volunteers to help catch them, mugs. I feel I had to go. Me being a war veteran, World War One, <laughs> the big war. I'd... Go ahead,
2: turn
6: it on.
1: Okay, but well, I hope they cornered us.
6: They're way out of a police trap near the post office and escaped in a stolen car. All roads leading out of the city are being blocked, and a posse of citizens is being formed at the city hall.
1: Hmm, boy, I'd join that posse in a minute if I didn't have to go to New York on business.
6: What business?
1: I don't know, but I'll think of something.
6: <laughs> the police commissioner has just issued a plea for all able-bodied war veterans and retired police officers to come to the city hall immediately, armed if possible. Keep tuned to this station for first... Per-
1: oh, able-bodied men, he said... Well, looks like I'd have to do my duty.
6: Oh, no, McGee, not
2: you. Those men are dangerous. Why, you might... No! Well,
1: come to think of it, able-bodied means perfect health. And that ingrown toenail I got on my left foot. Hey, what am I saying? You wouldn't want me to be a coward, would you? Or would you? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't, eh? <laughs> you don't put up much of a fight, do you? Oh, where's my double barrel shotgun? My gosh, I loaned that gun to Wimble just before Christmas, didn't I?
2: Ha-ha,
1: <laughs> I can't go. No shotgun.
2: He brought it
1: back last week, did he? What? Why, that dirty little... I'll never lend him anything again as long as I live.
3: Well, where is it? Right here
1: in the hall closet. I really ought to stay home and clean out that closet.
0: (laughs) Billy Mills in the orchestra and Canadian papers.
1: Double barrel shotgun, a box of shells, an air raid warden's helmet, a mess kit, a pair of handcuffs.
2: Handcuffs? Where on earth did you get some handcuffs? They come with that box of magic
1: tricks. Remember the time I put on the magic act at the Elks Club and I had somebody lock me in these handcuffs? And I had the key hidden in my mouth where I could drop it into my hand and Doc Gamble slaps me on the back and says, Good luck, boy, and I swallowed the key. (laughs)
3: Remember?
2: Yes, I do. And how did you get out of the handcuffs?
1: Held up my arms, let them slide down to my shoulders, and took them off over my hips.
2: Why, McGee, that's impossible.
1: Not if you know magic. Ah, now, Mister, better take a flashlight.
2: McGee, now you're not going to stay out after dark with those desperados in town. Of
1: course, if you're worried, Snooky, I'll stay home. You are worried, aren't you? Okay, I'll stay home. No.
2: No, dearie. I won't have you making any such sacrifice for me. You go join the party. I know
1: what I'll do. I'll call the police. I'll tell them I'll take charge of this district, and my headquarters will be right here, and if they want me for anything, they can come. Come in. Oh,
2: hello, Dr. Gamble. Do come in. Hello, my
1: dear. And how are you today, turtle brain? Hi, kidney snooper. <laughs> How's everything in the world of medicine, as if you'd know? Your medical, edu- your medical education having ended when you discovered that baldness was
2: caused by lack of hair. <laughs> McGee, now don't talk that way to the doctor He's forgotten more than you ever remember Let him
4: talk, my dear He fascinates me How a man with a brain so small can talk so big Is something I like to puzzle over on long winter evenings
1: <laughs> The evenings wouldn't seem so long, Melon Belt If you'd get married Why don't you and Cece Tremaine get hitched?
2: McGee, now it's really none of our business, you know But uh, why why didn't you ever get married, Doctor?
1: I've been trying to find a woman with whom no other woman could find any fault. (laughs) It's about as foolproof a way to stay single as any I know. (laughs) Well, as long as you've got no responsibilities, Skin Grafter, why don't you go down to City Hall and join the posse? What posse?
2: Heavenly days, didn't you hear the news, Doctor? There are four escaped convicts hiding out on the south side, and the police are asking all able-bodied men to help find
1: them. Uh, Able-bodied, Lard Hips. (laughs) means being able to cross your legs without using a block and tackle. (laughs)
3: Let
1: lets you out. Look, custard muscle. (laughs) Remarks about other people's physical condition come badly from you. Well, I didn't... You yourself
0: have the fresh, ruddy complexion of a soiled tennis ball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I... Your chest is flatter than a sharecropper's wallet.
2: Yeah, but he only... Your
1: lungs are so full of nicotine, they won't even let you blow up the balloons for the Elk's party. Oh, your arches are flatter than yesterday's beer, and if you were ever boiled down for fat, you'd make enough cheap soap to scour the Lincoln Highway from Turkey Run, Indiana to Buffalo Hump, Wyoming. Oh,
3: now, listen, I don't Furthermore, <laughs>
1: if you'll excuse the interruption, my dear. That's all right. Little Scorpion... Little Scorpion face here has about as much resilience as a flophouse mattress and the dynamic energy of cold oatmeal. (laughs) Shall I continue, wagon tongue, or does that give you a faint idea of your limitations? Uh,
2: did you say you didn't know anything about those escaped convicts, Doctor? Or the big manhunt?
1: No, but that's hardly surprising. I delivered four babies before breakfast, did three tonsillectomies before lunch, and x-rayed a bear just before I left the hospital.
2: You x-rayed a bear, Doctor? A grizzly bear?
1: No, one of the Chicago bears. (laughs) Followed his nose guard in a scrimmage.
3: Well, be careful
1: if you go chasing gangsters,
4: McGee. You're overweight even without a skin full of buckshot.
3: Good day, my dear.
1: They will, too, let me blow up the balloons for the elk's party.
2: But you will be careful, won't you, dear? You won't come home full of buckshot, will you?
1: No, of course not. Hey, turn the radio on. Let's see if they caught them guys. If they have, I won't have to all go. All right, keep... all
2: right. My radio's a wonderful invention. You can hear more things to worry about in five minutes than our grandparents heard in five weeks. It's almost... And that concludes
5: another thrilling episode in the life of Marsha Tumbleweed, girl acrobat. Will foreign Dolliver return the turquoise hoover button to the FBI in time to prevent Shanghai Lil from dynamiting the haunted cafeteria where John's other brother is slowly drowning in a vat of clam chowder? <laughs> Tune in again tomorrow at this same time. Or if you really want to hear it, 15 minutes earlier.
2: Remind me to tune in on Marsha Summerweed, McGee Me too, a turquoise hoover button And now,
5: our surprise guest for today A man who needs no introduction So I'll give him to you, Cole Thank you,
0: George. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat Ooh. is the easiest to use polish for your kitchen linoleum you can buy. My
2: goodness, that sounds like Mr. Wilcox. It does.
0: I wonder if he... Johnson's glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. Just pour a little out, spread it
2: around, and presto. Try another station, McGee. Here's one.
0: And presto, a sparkling, gleaming linoleum that resists wear and stain. That's clean and easy to keep clean. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat
6: eliminates...
0: It
1: be all over the dial.
0: We'll to eliminate old-fashioned floor scrubbing.
1: <laughs> it's waxy again.
2: He must have poured himself out and spread himself around. <laughs> <laughs> Try Johnson's
0: self-polishing Gloco today, girls. Remember, the hours you save in the kitchen you can use to be bewitching. And now a news bulletin.
6: Here it is. Good. Attention, please. The governor has offered a reward of ten thousand dollars for the capture of the four escaped convicts who have been terrorizing the community since dawn this morning. Ten thousand dollars, dead or alive. Hot
1: dog. Ten grand. Shh.
6: Listen. Police are still requesting armed citizens, ex-servicemen, and retired police officers to join the posse. Report at the city hall for assignments. Keep tuned to this station.
1: That does it, Molly. I see my duty now. Ten thousand (laughs) bucks. I gotta join that posse. Hand me my air raid warden's helmet.
2: Here you are. What are all those dents in
1: it? I wear this to play golf on the public links. (laughs) Some of them sharpshooters can knock your teeth out at 400 yards. Where's my flashlight? Here, but
2: there's no battery in it.
1: Good. Makes a wonderful cigar case. Where's my hunting knife?
2: It's upstairs, dearie. I'll go get it. Now, don't leave
1: without telling me. Where... Oh, Okay, Mommy, I won't. Ah, oh, there goes the good kid. She knows I'm scared stiff to join this posse, but will she say anything? Not her. She's got principle. I'd just as glad if she didn't have to so bad right as much of it, too. <laughs> She'd only asked me to stay home and... Come protect... Come in. Oh, hi, sis. Hey, you shouldn't be out on the streets today, Keeney. It's too dangerous. See,
2: I'll say so, mister. That's gotcha. The way people drive is just terrible. What? <laughs> My daddy says walking may be healthy, but a lot of pedestrians wind up in a run condition.
3: <laughs>
1: I wasn't referring to traffic conditions, sis. There are four very desperate characters loose in this town. They're killers. Get in their way, and you'd get bumped off like a jockey with boils. <laughs>
3: hurt the
2: little girl, I betcha. Everybody likes little children because they're so unsophisticated. So what? That's what I say, Mr. So What. See, i bet you anybody... Wait a
1: minute, wait a minute. What was that you said, little children are so what?
2: Unsophisticated. Yeah.
1: Hmm? I said, yeah, that was it. That was
2: what? That
1: was what you said. What? Unsophisticated. What was that again?
2: Unsophisticated. That's it. What about it? Oh,
1: skip it. (laughs) I was just amused. Now, look, Teenie, you better run along home till we get things straightened out around here. I don't want you to worry about it now, but, well... Well, some men broke out of jail, you see. Oh. Yeah, now, I shouldn't have mentioned it to you in the first place. It's mm-hmm. nothing for a child to worry about at all, but... Oh. Oh.
2: Are they real bad men, mister? Are
1: they, hmm? Pretty bad, Teenie. These are men who broke out of prison. Now, but skip it. It's nothing a little girl like you would even understand. You run along home now, and you stay there.
2: Okay, mister. If this is one of those deals where a bunch of lifers throw a heater on the coppers in the bullpen, raid the gun rack, and blast away out of storage with a tommy gun, I want no part of it anyhow. What? <laughs> because if they're the kind of stir that chop down a harness bowl with a typewriter and try to beat the rap by taking it on the lam for the big time in a hot car, I'm going to scram till it heats off. <laughs> I'll be home under the bed, mister. So long. Sure, I
7: think that's good the
0: Here are the King's men singing, My Pretty Girl.
3: Promise me, you will never grieve me. Promise me, you will not deceive me. Oh, my pretty girl. My pretty girl, my pretty girl, high in the club and dancing. As we dance, cuddle up and squeezing. As we dance, cuddle up and teasing. As we dance, cuddle up and teasing. Oh, my pretty girl, dance with me. Promise me you will never leave me. Promise me you will never leave me. Promise me you will not deceive me. Oh. oh, oh.
1: I go to join the manhunt, Molly. Have I got everything? No, you
2: haven't got the kitchen sink, but that's about the
1: only thing you're not carrying. This posse business is a serious thing. A man can't have too much equipment. Let me see now. My flashlight, shotgun, handcuffs, a knife, rope, sun helmet and show snooze.
2: Sun helmet and snowshoes?
1: You betcha. Snowshoes. When McGee gets on a man's trail, he follows it through desert heat and arctic snow. Now, McGee never gives up. Well, here I go.
2: Good luck, dearie.
1: Thank you. I wonder if I've forgotten anything.
2: I don't know what it
1: would be. I wonder if I ought to take some jelly sandwiches. No, no, I guess not. Well, so long, kiddo.
2: Goodbye, McGee.
1: You sure you won't be afraid? All alone in the house?
2: Not a bit.
1: I feel like a dog leading you here alone and unprotected. Matter of fact, a dog wouldn't be guilty of such behavior. Do I want to be more disloyal than the dog? No, by George. I'll stay here and fight at the side of the woman I love. With my back to the wall, I'll fight for the last. Ow. What's the matter? Uh, had my back to the wall, and there was a nail in the woodwork. <laughs> Remind me to have that.
2: Come in. Well, for goodness sake, Mayor Latrivia. Good day, Your Honor.
4: Good day, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrivia. What are you all equipped for, McGee? If you're going to establish a covered wagon trail to California, you're too late. The railroad has gone through. Oh
2: going to join the
4: posse, Mr. Mayor. Posse? What posse? What do you mean, what posse?
1: What kind of a half-baked mayor are you, Latrivia? Half the town's scared to death of some escaped killers, and the mayor himself don't know anything about it. A fine state of how do you do. How do you do? Fine, thanks. How's it? Good interrupting. Where have you been, Latrivia? Don't you know they have issued an emergency call for every able-bodied man to get himself a gun and join the posse? You don't know anything about that, Mr. Mayor?
4: Why, no. I've been out of town all day and haven't checked with my office. Why, this is terrible. What's it all about, McGee? Brief me. Uh, briefly. Early this morning, Latribes,
1: four lifers crashed out of the state pokey, knocked off the guards, stole a car, shot their way out of several police traps, pulled up now on the south side of town. Ten grand reward for them, dead or alive. Good heavens! I'd better get right down to the hall and get that hunt organized.
4: Come on, McGee. Let's go. Oh, uh... oh, okay, Latribes.
1: Will I polish up my shotgun a while longer? Wait,
4: um... wait. There's no time to wait, McGee. I'm going. If you're afraid to come along, I'll go alone. What? You think I'm going to
1: stand here and let our mayor go out on that street without protection, do you?
2: Good for you, dear.
1: Risk the life of our city's chief executive? Let him walk into them gangsters alone and unprotected? No, sir. Thank you, McGee. Here, you take my shotgun. (laughs) I'll stay here and phone the city hall later to see if you made it.
3: Great
4: Scott, man. This is no time to argue. This is a crisis. What are we anyway, men or mice?
2: Oh, sit down. Both of you now fix you some cheese sandwiches.
4: Yes, that'll be a... Uh, no, no. Uh, where did you get this information anyhow,
1: McGee? Where did I get it? On yes. my new radio. My gosh, it's been on the radio all day. Turn it on again, Mike. All man.
6: right. Maybe they've caught the gangsters, but... I just found the big manhunt, folks. The escaped convicts are trapped in a loft building in the warehouse district. Yeah. Police have the building surrounded, and chemical experts are on their way to the scene with tear gas. That's it. Stay tuned to this station for further development. This is station WHPO, Fort Worth,
3: Texas. Texas,
4: oh, dear. <laughs> Take off your helmet, officer. Your crime wave is washed up. <laughs> Texas. Oh, this is wonderful. <laughs>
0: Have you a long list of good resolutions this year? If you're like me, you have plenty of material to work on, but I can't refrain from tossing just one at you in case you haven't realized the work you can save by adopting the wax housekeeping method. I'm sure you've heard me say before that Johnson's wax is more than a product for beautifying your home, it's a labor saving way of keeping house. By regular applications of Johnson's wax to your floors, furniture, and woodwork, You not only protect these surfaces against wear and tear, you also keep your home cleaner all year and save yourself lots of work. Of course, you know how lovely Johnson's Wax makes things look. Everything it touches glows and sparkles with beauty. Johnson's Wax gives a rich, mellow polish to everything from floors to leather articles, from Venetian blinds to radios and a hundred other things. Try this wonderful wax method of housekeeping. Resolve right now to have a bright, shining home this year with less work. Using genuine Johnson's wax, you'll want to use all three forms, paste, liquid, and cream. Oh, stop
2: grousing around, dearie, just because you couldn't join the party. Oh, it ain't that.
1: I'm still sore, Doc Andrew. Why now? He said if I hadn't met any gangsters, they'd have picked me off like a sitting duck.
2: Well, why should that make you angry?
1: He said, "With my shape, it'd be a natural mistake."
2: Mm-hmm. Good night. Good
0: night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's White Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. <laughs>
4: NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is Chicago, WMAQ.